welcome, 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 podcast listeners. It is episode number 283 of the Fret Talk Podcast. You are joined by your host, Mr. Budget Pedal Chap. That is me. Sounded a little bit gruff this week. Sounded a little bit sexy. A little bit Phoebe, smelly cat, sexy voice this week. Maybe maybe towards the end, I'll, I'll do a, a bit of sultry, smelly cat. But... For now, what the hell are they feeding you? <laughs> As you can hear, there is there's what there's one Mr. Matt Quine having a little giggle over there. Say hi, Matt. <laughs> hi, Matt. Hey, and here's Mr. Oh my gosh, it's Josh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Welcome, boys. Hello. How are you all? Doing yeah, very well. How are you? That that worked out well. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, brilliant. Right, gentlemen, what have we been up to this week? Who wants to go? Uh, Josh, can you kick us off? Can you give us a little uh, a little start this week? Because you've been doing a little bit of a prep for what might be a pretty big announcement vis-a-vis the Quad Cortex. Yeah, so I had a email today being a Thursday. That's um, the everything all got to do with the quad cortex and the quad cortex cloud is going to be down and the app's not going to be uh, responding as they say because they are preparing for the imminent release of Core OS two point zero. So it's going to be kind Ooh. of like the the next big update. Yeah, um, and this is one that I'm looking forward to if what i am assuming is going to happen um yeah so there's no official so, at the moment is there yeah there's no official but there's obviously a lot of, a lot of speculation with it at the moment what what um, are the, hot the tips at the moment what are they saying what's so what's the coming? big one is the integration of the plugins okay. um, so if you've got any of the neural plugins like archetype nolly or gajira or anything like that um the you can import any of the presets that come on the plugins into the quad cortex because everything that obviously is on the, the plugins yeah, all kind is of on separate, the unit. Uh, separate islands within a kind of ecosystem. Now you're kind yeah. of bridging between them and it's becoming a like a, so like a massive network. You've got a you know a very specific setting on like archetype beer for example or yeah. um you know nolly or the soldano or anything like that you, or the tone king you can directly import that into the quad cortex which i think is going to be really good um because i still use a lot of the plugins from when i was doing some album tracking in bits and pieces like that and so oh, yeah I, I like these sounds um so i'm looking forward to that um nice. and then Kind of on the back of that, what is rumoured to be coming is um, a desktop editor, a standalone desktop editor. Does it not have a desktop editor? Uh, not at the moment, no. Oh, um, fuck. That is mental. So, you know, not like, you know, Helix Native or like the Kemper has like a desktop editor and then you can import them. Helix Native is a completely different thing. The... Um... There's HX Edit, which allows you. It's it basically works as like a, um, like a mirror for your screen almost. But in like in oh, a right, bit, yeah, yeah. 
like a bigger version and it gives you a lot lot a lot more of the options available at one one given point to, to be fair it's not necessarily difficult to edit on the quad core section because anyway, you know it's a screen so big and the dials are so easy anyway but yeah, yeah. to be able to then kind of just fire up an app on the you know on the, the macbook or, or whatever you're using and just quickly kind of throw something together on there it's going to be really quite useful that'd be really um, good and i'm hoping now this is what i personally am waiting for is the monosynth off the archetype beer i'm really hoping that gets integrated because the last time they kind of did something like this was after the, the tim henson one and that had like the the multi-voicer uh, which does like differently modulated pitch effects. Okay, um, yeah, yeah. So if they bring out the the mono synth, that's going to be so much fun. Yes. So um, this is this something that's going to. I, be- I will lose. I will lose myself if that comes out. Obviously, I'll be doing a video for Pedal Boards of Doom as soon as it comes out, and going Standard. through a deep dive yep. with anything. But yeah, if the monosynth comes out, I will, I will probably need to have like a twenty-minute video of just playing around with this because <laughs> I love it. Nice, yeah, cool, right, um, yeah. So uh, you've you've not been up to a, a hell of a lot more this week because you've uh, you've been a poorly boy, haven't you? Yeah, I've had the 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 fluey blurgy that's kind of been going round. I spent the weekend at my missus and then come back come back home on Monday and then all of a sudden I felt like death. Um, mate, I like last week on the podcast I was like, yeah, I'm I'm starting to feel better from this now. And then towards the arse end of last week, completely just went downhill. Um so I I feel you it's um it's one of these that has just been so hard to shake. Uh, so it's been um, a rough week. You, I mean, you can hear it on me still. Like I've I've had some pretty rough nights sleep this week, which is why we're podcasting a little bit later this week, isn't it? <laughs> Ish, yeah. Matt, Matt, Matt. Hello, 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 hello. You recently bought a guitar, didn't you? I did, and we talked about the new guitar last week. Indeed. What I had only done last week was play it through headphones. Okay, which doesn't. I mean, I I know we're like I'm going completely in contrast to what Josh just said because he's talking about digital um, modeler with his quad cortex, but it's, his is a fancy fancy kind of <laughs> a million pound quad cortex thingy, whereas I've got the simplifier, which is good, but yeah. it's not as good as a valve amp turned up at oh, yeah, practice yeah. volumes. And I managed to do that last night. I managed to do a practice. Uh, that band we worked out hadn't played together for like five and a half months. Oy. We just had like a, a massive kind of um, bit of time off. There's been a new kid in the band. Um, there's been some other mitigating circumstances. So we just put everything on hiatus at the end of last year and we're getting back together, getting ready to go to, for 2023. Nice. And just, yeah, I managed to turn the tra- strat up loud and I managed to play some of the, like we, we were basically just getting together, having a jam, seeing what songs we remembered. Yeah, um, and it went better than we all expected. So nice. we all kind of like remembered more than we thought we were going to, which is good. Um, and then like we were like, "Is there anything else we want to go over?" And I was just like, "Well, let's do Red House." 
Just, <laughs> I know we don't need yeah. to, like, I know all of us know how to play 12 bar, yeah. but, like, I just want to crank this up. <laughs> so <laughs> I did. So, like, yeah, I just um, put it through its paces and it just plays really, 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 really well and sounds just incredible. Like, it just... Did he give you the I, tingle? It, yeah, it just it gave everybody like the the bass player um, was like it's much better than the Mexican strat that you had, and yeah, just like, um, yeah, just oh, it just it like it just feels so good. It just moving across the neck just feels a bit easier, which I, I guess is just because you like you in the zone a bit more and just yeah. the the sound and like. Normally, I don't, I don't really touch controls whilst I'm playing the guitar, or like I'll switch between like pickups and stuff. But like I was messing with the tone control, messing with the volume control. I was just kind of like completely in the zone, looking for that kind of like light and shade between different phrases and different uh, different. Like because we do, we we basically do verse solo, verse solo, verse solo, and then a big kind of climactic end uh, exit. And I was just like, well, let's, have, let's have a, a, a different tone for each of the kind of solo bits. Yeah. And just, yeah, just, <laughs> yeah. It no, just, I, I'm face. obsessed with it. Just yeah. absolutely obsessed with it. Like, yeah. I used to do like, pick the strat up for like four songs because they absolutely had to have a strat. Whereas I'm pretty sure now it's going to be like 50 50 between the Les Paul and the strat. Yeah. Um, which means we're going to have to change the way we do the set list slightly because I don't want to just pick up and put down and pick up and put down and pick up and put down. But like, if I can, if I can get it to a point where like, you know, I, there's like six strat songs in a row, then six Les Pauls, that's okay. Yeah. 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 To minimize the switchovers. I mean, it's all good and yeah. well if you've got a tech who can just hand you your guitar. But yeah, I mean, if, if we had a tech, I wouldn't set up or break down. <laughs> yeah. Have to do that. Yeah. Yeah, the um, the the joys of being in a slightly smaller outfit is that you you work the work the sets around <laughs> guitar changes and try yeah. and minimise that kind of fuss. Yeah, I, f- I feel you with that. Nice, nice. Um, I've done a little bit this week. I've done a little bit. I say I've done a little bit. I've done shitloads <laughs> since last uh, since last episode. Uh, what have I got? I released a video uh, on pedal boards of doom and on uh, my channel, which are based around the same pedal, which is the K Line Green Mamba Overdrive, which you would pretty much expect it to be Tube Screamer territory because it is a green overdrive pedal. Um, that's true and not true, kind of. I mean, it's it's Tube Screamer um, territory, it's but it's not it's not true Tube Screamer because it's it's a little bit brighter. It's kind of somewhere between a Tube Screamer and an SD one. I would I would kind of peg it. It's um, like a Tube Screamer, but a bit pokier. Yeah, yeah, and it's. It's a good one. It's a it's a, a really decent corner take on a on an overdrive pedal. The uh, video that I did for um, pedal boards of Doom was a a basics how to guide on on how to use overdrive, which seems a little bit strange, but actually it, it outlines some of the 
some of the uses for an overdrive that's like even some kind of seasoned players might not necessarily know what what it's about and it gave sound examples for each of them so it's worth checking out it's only a four minute video as well so definitely give it a check out if you were if you want to see if you're using your overdrive pedal correctly or if you've got also contest with the the pedal that we're talking about is i paired it with another pedal from the same line and they go together so well which uh pedal was this sorry uh this was the tiger's eye distortion i've uh, I've, I've had a few people asking about that actually uh on my channel um specifically they've been asking oh have you got the uh the tiger's eye and, and what's it sound like so i've given given a few few responses i've I've told them to um to check out your video as well um but very shortly i i imagine that i'll probably be getting around to doing the tigers on myself yeah they're surprisingly good pedals yeah yeah yeah. i'm i mean i i was saying this to lee the other day actually i've been like really pleasantly surprised with the g series um they are all I mean, they they may not necessarily be lighting the world on fire because they're not that kind of pedal. They're not, like, really expensive and, like, pushing the boundaries kind of pedals. But if you're after, like, a solid example of a reverb or a solid example of a vibrato or a overdrive or whatever, these ones are dialed in really, really well. They're dialed in where, like, the majority of the... Um, sweep on the controls are usable. You'll get tones that you can use. Um, and, like, it's only right, right at the end where it becomes those, like, really wacky extreme sounds, uh, especially with the modulations. But, like, the majority of the sweep is a really usable tone, so it's really easy to dial in something that sounds good. And I think they've really nailed it with those pedals. I think where else they really nailed it is um, when it comes to kind of the the budget aspect of it because they're the right size. They're bigger than the mini sort of style pedals. Yeah. But they're smaller than, you know, a, a normal size, like, you know, Boss or TC Electronic or whatever. But the build quality is the same, I think, as of a, a, a larger pedal, you know, like, so, again, like a Boss or a TC really holds itself well yeah they're they're really solid aren't they and they're yeah uh mentioning the mini midi pedals actually they're they're wider they're a wider base so they're less likely to kind of tip over which yeah you can get with the mini pedals and and yeah like they they sit in a quite nice price point they're a little bit more than your standard kind of cheap chinese um mini pedal but they're definitely not up to that like hundred pound mark I think they're about a sixty to eighty pounds, something like that. Well, it, it depends with the range. You've you've got some that are going down as as little as thirty and forty, uh, but then you've got the like the reverb. I think is the is the big one, and that's about seventy quid. I think. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's like they they sit at a really nice price point as well. Like especially if you're um, you're after like a, a just solid example of of that pedal but you're not necessarily looking for 
like weird and wacky sounds. They were like a, a really great option. Spoiler right. alert, the reverb is my favourite out of the whole line. Yeah, well, yeah, I remember you saying that, actually, yeah. So far, um, I, I don't want to be a, an absolute basic bitch and go the overdrive. Um, the overdrive really has impressed me, though. I I like the compressor, the um, Python, because it's got yeah. like it's got a grip control and it's got a mix as well, isn't it? Which is just mwah, brilliant. So it's it's quite a um, quite a dialable compressor. But like all of these things will be coming up on the budget pedal chap channel, um, like in in due time. I'm kind of I'm trying to do two a week at the moment so that I'm releasing. Uh, like, like getting those K-Line pedals out because we've had them for quite a while now. So I'm trying to kind of get them all out there just so that the, the entire lineup is is out and done. Uh, so I did that. Um, and I think that's pretty much it. We've got We've got quite a few things to do this week. And one of which is um, a little bit of sad news is that um, just... As uh, pretty much as we were recording the podcast last week, we heard news of a passing of a bit of a guitar legend. Uh, so we thought it was it was definitely worth mentioning on this podcast, even though by this point it's a little bit older news and and people have started taking the piss. Oh, I, I didn't know that you were a fan before this point, kind of lark. But it's definitely worth. Paying our paying our tributes to the chap, Mr. Jeff Beck. Um, he he passed away last week, and it was a it was a strange passing as well, wasn't it? It was like it's very sudden bacterial meningitis or something like that. Yep. Yeah, which like fuck, man. But we will we'll, we'll pay a bit of tribute to to our Jeff. Um, Jeff is a he's an artist that I didn't necessarily. Um, get into get into much of his stuff, but I've heard like a few of the staples, like uh, when we ended as lovers and and stuff like that, kind of bandied around the the internet. And people just going, "You've got to check out this guitarist, even if you're not necessarily into the music, just for the sheer mastery of the instrument that he has got." Because that's that's pretty much the hallmark of Jeff's playing, weren't it? Yeah, he was just on it, absolutely on it. Where I think mm. my takeaway with him was, you know, you'd have a lot of musicians that would, um, you know, you could say being very technical and bits and pieces like that, but uh, Beck was kind of bare bones. He was showy off at times, but he could you could tell he listened to what he was playing. Yeah, there was a, so a real kind of musicality, weren't there? Yeah, and rather um, than it kind of being shred for shred's sake. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, he was a like a master of the uh, of the whammy bar as well, weren't he? he? He used that to kind of emulate uh, kind of slide guitar licks a lot of the time, and it sounded really fluid. Yeah, he he was kind of the the person that kind of brought that out of just 
he's the only guitarist really when I think of a tremolo arm that doesn't use yeah like ridiculous use of a tremolo arm like he he actually uses it in a tasteful way I mean I suppose Hendrix used it a little bit in a Way that was, he also that used it in a fuck you and your cheating <laughs> yeah, he, way. He, he did, but he did. He, there was a, there's a couple of songs where he uses like a light bit of, but like I was watching some Jeff Beck stuff again. Like you, I'm not particularly like a massive fan of Jeff Beck. I just appreciate every time I hear him play the guitar. I just appreciate it and go, fucking hell, he's a bit good, isn't he? Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Every, like every time I heard him, it was a case of. I should listen to him more. This is this is really good. Yeah, and and his his use of the 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 trem arm on a strat is really really different to anybody else that I've ever really seen, which is weird because you think people would try and emulate it because it sounds really good. Yeah, but I wonder if it's just because he's so good at it, nobody else. Thought it <laughs> yeah, worth. it's really fucking hard. <laughs> but it was it was all that kind of manipulation of the controls of the guitar as well, and it? it was it was constantly changing. Like the volume Everything. settings and the pickups yeah, yeah. and the tone control and then using it all to kind <laughs> to get in the exact space he wanted to be to make that yeah. that note sound the way that he wanted. Yeah, and he and he's one of those guitarists, like I say, I haven't listened to that much, but he he's always at any kind of like big event or big festival. At like he's always, you know, playing playing like invited along by Clapton or invited along by Santana or he's playing in like a hybrid band for so so and so's 40th birthday shenanza or whatever yeah it's like always always one of the guys who's just there he just seemed to be everybody in the community seemed to be friends with him and he yeah. just seemed like quite a down-to-earth guy and he's one of the few people from that era that doesn't really have too much let's say adverse media surrounding him <laughs> yes the the whole oh, U tree. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's 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 avoided a lot of that, hasn't he? Um and hopefully it's down to the fact that he uh he weren't one of those kind of creeps. Yeah, maybe he was just a nice guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you did you like you say, you never ever like heard anybody have a bad story about him. You know, there's numerous uh guitar and music personalities out there that you hear bad stories about them or you know bits and pieces like that but yeah with with beck you, you never heard anything bad no it was always him. it was always just how how much of a legend he was and how his playing was just next level so yeah i think we we extend that those sympathies out and just we invite invite you listeners as well just share share your stories of uh, like what your thoughts are on Jeff Beck as well. I know it's kind of by this point it's old news, but like share it. Let us know, and we'll we'll pay our respects communally in the Fret Talk group, which it, at the moment is is really bustling, isn't it? There's quite a lot of action going on in the Fret Talk group. Yeah, it's uh, it's picked up for sure. Indeed. Right. So we've got a hot take to do. We've got a hot take. We've got a hot take from last week to to round up. <laughs> Matt's not happy about this. Uh, so last week's hot take was: you don't need a compressor on your pedal board. But seventy three percent said, "I like it squishy." So that is pro 
Pro Compressor. Funnily, 26% says compressors are for nerds, which, if my maths is correct, does not 100% make. Maybe <laughs> 1%. Did the rest go? Does not 100% make. Where did you learn English? <laughs> <laughs> From Yoda. Uh, but we've got we've got a hot take for this week. So, like, officially, officially, you can put a compressor on your pedal board. It's it's allowed. Matt has been overruled on this one. But we've got another one for this week. This is by one of our longtime listeners, Mister John By, and this is a hot take that second-hand guitar market is currently overpriced, but the bubble is gonna burst. What say you, gentlemen? What say you? Um, I feel like we should probably like Matt's might take a little bit longer to talk about the mind. So, do you want to start, Matt? <laughs> I mean, I just i I understand that the hot the sorry the I nearly called it the hot take market then, and that's not what it's called. It's called the second hand market. <laughs> hot take market is the, the hot take market is bustling. <laughs> the second hand market is a lot more expensive than it was, say, two years ago. However, so is a loaf of bread and a pint of milk because inflation is a thing. And if you look at the cost of, say, an American standard or whatever they're called, I know they're not called American standards, but if you look at the the price of an American-made Stratocaster in 2017 and you look at the price of them in 2023, they've gone up four or 500 quid. Yeah. Which means on the second hand market they've gone up three hundred quid. And that's just the way the second the second hand market is always going to be influenced by the 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 first hand market, the the shops shop prices, the RRPs of these guitars are then yeah. never gonna go down. Even if the raw materials price comes back down, just like you're seeing with oil and gas, the companies who make the guitars are gonna go, Great, our profit margin's gone up. People were still buying the guitars, so what's the point in dropping the prices on them? They're never coming down. You might you might get like a hundred quid off, or you might get them in the sales. But the 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 price of an American Strat or the American Professional or whatever they're called or the Performer, yeah. they're not ever coming back down again. They they they're set now. That's the RRP, and there's only one way that RRP is going. Which means the second hand market, unless you're bo- like looking for cheap Chinese pedals that cost thirty quid now, that might still cost thirty quid in ten years time because. You can like companies will be able to eat the costs for keeping those relatively cheap on the on the primary market. Everything else is going to go up. Squires, squ- you're going to see Squire guitars getting more expensive. I would say you're going to see Epiphones costing a thousand pounds being more and more of a normal thing. You're going to see Mexican Strats getting to a thousand pounds and that being more and more normalised. So the second hand market is just going to follow that because pretty much everybody I know who's buys a guitar new and wants to sell it second hand will go about two thirds value is probably what I can get for it and that's yeah. just how, how the pricing is kind of done so it like my Nick Johnston is a prime example it was probably bought when the guitars were 799 quid yeah because I think it's three years old but they're a thousand pounds now so I got it for what 599 plus shipping um, and to me, that's a good deal because that's four hundred quid off a thousand pound guitar, which is more than t- more than a third off. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's yeah, weird because yeah, um, 
again, it's kind of um, along the, the same principle of Matt's what Matt's saying, but I had an incident with it with um, one of my RZKs. Uh, I saw one was going for uh, on sale on, I think it was on Reverb, um, a second hand. Now, I bought both of mine second hand and they were still, you know, quite costly, you know, near the, the three grand mark. But someone was selling it for over the price of what it costs to buy it brand new. And I was like, you know, these are three grand brand new. And it's like, oh, yeah, but everything's going up in price, so I can charge it. And it's just like, uh, no, it doesn't quite work that way. Okay. Um, yeah, just because other people, you know, the whole market is going a bit mad doesn't mean that you can justify putting a guitar for more than secondhand, more than you can get it brand new. Yeah. There's a there's very very, uh, very few situations where that is a thing, isn't there? Like if it's a specific collector's version, the new version isn't the same. Like the uh, the John Mayer Strats is a is a perfect example, isn't it? Like they don't do them anymore, but they're going for more than they were worth new. Yeah, because it's John Mayer. Yeah, yeah, and it's it was that l- exclusive limited run, and they don't do them anymore. And I think there's one on Rich Tone Music currently. Okay, um, one of his number one, one of the number one strats, and I, I think it's a second hand one. And I think when I looked at it, it was thirteen grand. Shit. Yeah, and I'm like, e- e- really? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, like I said, it, like. But there's no, like, if a normal model is out there, you're never, ever going to get anywhere near retail because why would you pay, why would you pay even 120 quid less but not be covered by um, sort of any kind of, like, warranty or not have the option to, you know what, I don't like this guitar so I can send it back and it won't cost me anything apart from the postage to send it back. Like, there's so many so many things in place if you buy a guitar new that it needs to be a good deal for you to buy it secondhand and not have any of those things. And also, if you're buying online secondhand, you've got the risk of, is this person actually going to try and scam me out of my money? Do I have to use PayPal? Do I have to use, like, bank details? Do I have to, you know, all of the, all of these other things. So, yeah, realistically, unless you're buying cash in hand off somebody and, you know, you you definitely want to have a decent amount off just so you can be absolutely sure that you know you're covered in a way oh yeah 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 you want you want that um that recourse oh, yeah. protection yeah and you don't you don't get that buying privately i mean you see it in um in uh, car sales all of the time don't you like yeah a, a used car from a a dealership will cost an extra like Twenty percent on top of a um, a private listing because you're getting that um, like, like that guarantee almost from a um, a dealership, whereas you're buying sightseeing with your yeah. your motor. Um, the biggest as a part as well is is that there's um, there's always somebody that, stupidly there's always going to be somebody that's going to pay it. Um. I had somebody message me 
last night, funny enough, he, he found um, one of the LTDRZ caves for sale on, uh, uh, it was like an, I don't know, a reverb in Germany or something like that. And he's like, can you, you know, check it? Is it legit? Blah, 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 blah. He said, because it looks different. So I was like, I had a look. And the guy had sanded it and refinished it, refinished the pit guard and refinished the headstock, the back of it. And um, it was a decent job. It was a decent job on it, to be fair. Um, but I said to the guy, so how much is he asking? And he said, uh, a thousand euros. I said, no chance. I said, the whole people want these guitars is because of the way they looked. Yeah. It's the unique thing about them. You know, the, the, not many people are going to buy it unless you're a Ramstein fan and you want it because of that image. He's, com- he's completely changed how it looks now. And I said, it's no longer worth that value, even if it is rare. Because you've cha- you've modded it to something that you want, not what everybody else wants as well, and I think that kind of plays into it a no. lot as well. I mean, while we're here, we might as well do that the the debate of like modded instruments, where people like put like three hundred quid pickups in a Squire Strat and then go, yeah, this is this is a five hundred quid guitar. Like, Wrong. <laughs> no, <laughs> what you've got there is. At, look, at best, 150 quid's worth for Squire and a lot of wasted money. You might yeah. as well take it apart. Yeah, T- take it apart and it'll be worth more. Yeah. So that, isn't it? It's, uh, yeah. it's worth more as part than it is uh, in its current state. And th- I've seen more and more of those recently where people are going, well, I've, I've put these modifications into it. It, it definitely deserves that, that value. Because of this kind of strong buyers market, uh, strong sellers market at the moment, um, I, I don't know where I'll sit on the uh, on the side of the fence. I think there's there's kind of truth behind it, behind both sides. The companies like Toman, though, where they are releasing guitars that are um, comparable to um, those budget end. Uh, instruments but doing it for I mean they've got guitars that are less than £100 at the moment and I'm not saying that they're going to be particularly fantastic but they're going to be playable because the time and stuff always is Um, so I think that kind of tethers the lower end of the market like the bottom end of the Squire stuff to a certain price point because if they start veering away too far from that then they lose that market um, so I think thanks to companies like Toman and thanks to companies like, I don't know, like, um, who else are doing that kind of low end, like, uh, earth guitars and jet guitars and stuff like that, who are doing these lower, lower priced, pretty decent spec guitars. They, they're kind of anchoring that end of the market. So you're not getting that huge inflation where, um, Epiphones will start creeping up, like comfortably beyond the grand mark, um, and so on and so forth. Uh, but is it going to come down? I think is the um, is the question because yeah. it's saying the bubble is going to burst. That is part of the hot take. Oh. <laughs> Unless something dramatically changes, there's nothing that's forcing that to happen, is there? Especially, I mean, like, 
economic collapse is the only thing that's going to bring down the price of the second-hand market. And I don't think the British public are of a mind that they want to try and ruin the entire economy to get rid of the Tories when they won't they won't do anything about it and they haven't done it for the last 13 years. Why would it change? So, I mean, if someone unless, did... Unless it... there's riots in the streets and, you know, we kill off all of the sitting politicians and start again from scratch, <laughs> nothing's going to change. do that? Shit's got dark it's, I mean, real quick. It's, it's all it's all in your hands. I don't live on that on, on that piece of land. No, I'm not governed man. by that party, but like, yeah, yeah, like society needs basically capitalism means no. Is yeah. what I'll say. <laughs> yeah, the the that that kind of inflation. I mean, if we talk about it in the microcosm of the guitar world, um, I think it's it's very true in what you're saying is that we're not going to see a decrease in the price of the new guitars. We're not going to see companies that are charging seven, 800 quid for something that was 400 quid a couple of years ago and go, we should probably go back to that price. Of course, they're going to go. Look, if people are buying the 700 pound version of that 400 pound guitar, they're going to sell it for 700. That's just, yeah. that's business. And the business is working. It's only when people stop buying it. But then that it again strengthens the the seller's market because there's less um, less used guitars kind of floating about. Yeah, the scarcity, scarcity of them is. drives yeah. up the price of the used ones. So I don't know. I don't know. It's tough to say. It's going to be an interesting to, one to see how it pans out in the group. It is, yeah, it will be. I will choose some purposefully obtuse uh, ways of. Um, <laughs> Wouldn't of, have it any other way. Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. Right. What have we got going on? What have we got going on? Uh, we've got some news. We've got some news. We definitely got some news. Um, we're talking about we're talking about Fender. Speaker, <laughs> speak of the devil. <laughs> uh, Fender have released a. I think it's a Japanese uh, run, isn't it? This uh, are they Japanese? Are they? I didn't know. I believe so. Uh, they are gold foil laden uh, guitars so they've done three i say three i'm being generous they've done two and a half guitars uh with these gold foil pickups we've got a a dual pickup telecaster so they're kind of like mini humbucker gold foils aren't they so they've got these hh tele we've got an hhh jazzmaster and then we have got a single um gold foil pickup jazz bass as well which i've got to say looks the absolute tits it's like that that uh, like two-tone burst with like the the cream the like the off-white creamy guard oh my god that is it is it just is but it's a bass so we're not going to talk it's, about <laughs> if it's gold leaf pickups can you just take them out and take them to your local jewelers and cash them in for more money than they're probably worth because they've no. got gold Unfortunately, no, no. Gold foil pickups are—they—they they were um, historically very, very cheap pickups. They were—they uh, were the ones that were kind of used in the import guitars, like the kind of European import guitars. And because the parts were ch- uh, sourced so cheaply, they often used magnets that were really similar to fridge magnets, basically. So they're like really low output and really bad, basically like not audio grade um, magnets. I don't think Fender will have recreated them that 
um, accurately because people will try these guitars and then go, what, what is this shit? Why is it, why is it picking up Spanish radio stations? Uh, I don't know. I did, I did, you went to go and play guitar and I, I didn't press the button that goes... <laughs> I mean, if that's what you think the Spanish radio stations do the entire time, my gosh. I mean, it's casual racism. <laughs> yeah, I, suppose, I suppose it is, yeah. Um, but yeah, so they've got a look, haven't they? They've got a look, these guitars. Uh, what are you saying? What are your thoughts on, on the look of these guitars? What are you thinking? I mean, the telly looks wrong, doesn't it? It, it, doesn't, it doesn't quite look right, does it? it yeah, I mean, it's because it's mini humbuckers as well. So it's like, it's not a humbucker telly. It's not your standard single style style. telly. The pickups look all right, but nah, it's not for me. Yeah, they're yeah, a bit um, fancy, aren't they? I I also I and I'm sure this is going to be controversial. And I can't remember whether I've aired this take on the, the podcast or not before. But matching headstocks are fucking stupid. Okay. Headstocks should be wood coloured, not blue or gold or black. It should be wood coloured. Hey, they can be black. I've got black headstocks and they look fine. Yeah, on an Ibanez, it's fine. On a Fender, it's not. Looking, uh, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, Fender, oh, no, sorry, a Fender on, on one, a, yeah. yeah, yeah a Gibson, oh, Fender one should be natural. Yeah, on, on a Gibson, you can have your black with the Gibson logo. On an Ibanez, you can have black with the Ibanez logo. On a Fender, it should be wood with a Fender logo. Mm. I, I, yeah, I, I, I realise what I'm saying is everything should be back in the 1950s. But, um, yeah, like, I just... I, I, I can't see this sunburst jazz bass every article i find is just the blue one and the blue headstock just makes me not like it at all have i made this up the only one it's kind kind of suited no there is it says there's two colors of them but none of them they're all just showing the blue one oh it's sorry it does look like a three-tone it's got it's got a rosewood neck as well so you would love it i'm sure i can share my screen can't i i mean the blue one does look good but let me let me share my screen allow me to do you uh I don't know how do I do this? Share your screen as a button. Yeah. Here we go. Go live. There you go. Can you can you all see that? Yes. There we go. Have, have a goosey gander at this, baby. Why is why is it right in the middle that no I can't be doing because with it's that. like the fifty one. Don't, don't don't just shh, let no. it happen. Let it happen. But the 51 was a P bass, not a jazz bass. It was, it was. But it's got that kind of look. I I yeah. I am I'm all about that look. I I don't mind it apart from the fact that I hate sunburst as a colour. Okay. Yeah, I don't like sunburst. Vehemently hate it. Oh what are you all like? What are you all like? It's okay, like tobacco. People go tobacco one. burst is the best less pull. No, it's any no, burst. Tobacco burst like is that. not it's the ugly. best less pull. The, the the best, the best finish on a Les Paul. <laughs> Your mum, no. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what, what a way to burn my mum! <laughs> oh, my mum would absolutely take you down. She, I, I don't mess with my mum. She, she. I'm sorry, Miss, Mrs. Budget Pedal Chap. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's my wife. <laughs> um, yeah, so. For me, to be honest, the pick the pick would be the 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 base. So if the pick out of the lot of them is the base, something's gone wrong in it. Yeah, I, like I don't mind the 
Is it a Jaguar or a Jazzmaster? It's a, it's a Jazzmaster, I believe. Uh, yeah, so it's the right scale length. The only problem is it's got a Bigsby, so it'll be a pain in the ass to change the strings on and it'll go out of tune all the time and you'll have to change the bridge. And at that point, for a like for a 1,200 quid guitar, like I'd just buy something else. Oh, yeah, like, you're paying 12, 1,300 quid on a guitar. You don't then want to have to be changing bits on it. That's absolutely ridiculous. It should it should come working from the factory, shouldn't it? So, yeah, I think that's a hot take in and of itself, isn't it? That, but <laughs> so I think we're we're all pretty lukewarm on these these golf balls. Um, how about golf balls in general? Because I've seen a, I've seen a, a recent trend over the past kind of two or three years where the popularity of this look, not necessarily a pickup type itself but the look of a gold foil has been the, a lot the more popular pickup looks okay on its own but when you put it onto a guitar it looks weird yeah there are <laughs> there are very few guitars that it work for aren't there uh, there's Which a, is a super, weird thing to say there's there's a couple I, I of super guitars that. that it works for but they've got they've got the kind of that mesh the gold foil mesh with the Supro S over the top of it, like a metal etched S, that looks very good. But okay. I mean, it's it's a very ostentatious pickup, isn't it? And it oftentimes draws too much of the attention to it than like you should be paying attention on the whole kind of form of the guitar. And I think I get that. I think Matt kind of summed it up the best before we actually started podcasting and he said it's um, like they'd done a Cabernita but didn't know, like somebody tried to explain a Cabernita down the phone but on a really poor signal and he just didn't come across well enough. Yeah, yeah. The irony. They, they do just like, and like the other thing, like I, the, the thing specifically about the telly is one of the pickups has a surround and the other one doesn't. And I think anybody who does that to a guitar should be set on fire. Oh, one with one with and one without why. One with a surround oh and the other one not. And I get that the other one is mounted in a scratch plate and doesn't need a surround. But it looks so bad when you've got a surround round one and not round the other. The other just find another way of mounting one of them for God's sake. Yeah. I mean they they do it when they've got the, the jaw on because they put a surround around the the pick up uh, pick guard mounted one, don't they? Yeah, pretty sure they do. So that uh, it no, matches no, it. No, the dual humbuckers ones. They change this. They change the pit guard so it goes round both humbuckers. Oh, uh, okay. There you go. So they cool. could do that. They, 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 they have, they have, they literally have those those in stock. <laughs> yeah, they, they have the technology. Not take quite as much plastic out of them and make them route them for like uh, uh, the mini humbucker instead of a real humbucker. If they want, they have the option for that. Indeed. Um, so I think we're probably swinging a miss here with the um, with the gold foil or something. It's not really for us. Some people really get excited. I'm sure, about some gold people foil. love them, but like not for us. They right. might look okay in a Gretsch. Oh, oh, in a in a Gretsch like a like, like a penguin in, in or a something penguin, like that. Like yeah. with, with all gold hardware that was supposed or to a have snow falcon things. Uh, supposed to have yeah, the almonds maybe. or the. Yeah, no, the uh, TV Jones replace the TV Jones, which basically are the same size with one of those. Maybe it would look okay as long as you can still mount it in the same way, which I'm not sure whether you can or not. 
Mm, I'm not sure. What's going on? I'm agreeing I'm with sure. Matt on an unusually <laughs> amount tonight. <laughs> it's uh, it's the rapture. It's supposed to happen. Um, right. Walrus Audio. Walrus Audio have released a pedal. Kind of. It's part pedal, part Game Boy. It's got, <laughs> got a joystick on it. Sorry, it's got, what? It's got a joystick. It's a pedal that's got a joystick. It's it's a reverb and distortion, and they call it like a shoegaze machine. And I think I've not watched any of the demo videos or listened to any of the, the audio samples for it, so I can't tell you for sure. Because it, I don't care. I really, I don't think I really care about <laughs> this pedal. Um, but I, I assume like it's a bit like the um, the chaos pad where like certain parts of the axes are mapped to X um, parameter and certain parts are like Y parameter, and then you can kind of sweep between them using this odd joystick motion. Um, what are we thinking about this, boys? Like, I don't understand how you're going to be able to use it because surely if you're playing guitar, you're then going to have to stop to bend over to play around with the joystick to so counterintuitive. Can you get a long joystick that you can control with your foot? Um, <laughs> maybe I think so. the The idea is the 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 genre of music that, that this is aimed at are the kind of people who strum a set of open strings and then start tweaking with the pedals on the floor, isn't it? They're... I think shoegaze is kind of more like over that the ambient sort of texture of long drawn out. Is is it ironic that they and... call it shoegaze when they don't wear shoes when they play it? Because they're all doing it in their bedroom. <laughs> Slipper gaze. Doesn't quite have the uh, the same. Uh, so that's why you've got the game. joystick on it because you can put it between your toes and you can. <laughs> yeah, I mean you you can very much do that. Yeah, I suppose you can. I suppose you can. Um, so it's. I mean, we've been accused of being boomers a little bit this week, and us kind of poo pooing <laughs> the pedal that does something a little bit new and a little bit different is it's very much just old man shouting at cloud, isn't it? <laughs> But come on. What was it called? What's this pedal called? It's the Walrus Melee. Uh, walrus. Um, I mean, again, Walrus is not a company that I particularly care for anyway. Mm-hmm. Walrus Audio have done some of the best-looking pedals ever made, like with some of the artwork on like the Julia and the Slow and the Iron Horse. No, is it the Iron Horse Fuzz or something? Yeah. Like Some of the artwork they do is incredible. Oh, yeah, they've got yeah. some fantastic artwork, haven't they? Uh, they've also got a pedal that is powered by a joystick. So, I mean, it swings and roundabouts, isn't it? I just, like... It's not a it, pedal it, I can see Matt lining up to get. <laughs> like, I'm just looking at a picture of it, and I'm like... He's trying I to convince that, himself like, here, gen- isn't it? Genuinely, I've seen that that picture before, and I've just assumed it's one of those cheap knockoff freaking amp-in-a-box things that's got, like, a one-watt power amp and that was a speaker i've never gotten on that it's a, it's a, it's an actual pedal that like it, what are you like is that so are you supposed to strum your strings put the guitar down type into your door whatever you want to do and then wiggle around like do you play call of duty with this 
<laughs> I mean, you might be able to use it as a <laughs> as a primitive like NES controller. Well, yeah, I suppose it probably won't do Call of Duty, but like Pong, maybe. Yeah. Oh, definitely, you'd be able to do Pong with it. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm sure people are going to call me a boomer, but yeah, Yay. I think I think this week is is very much a, a boomer week, isn't it? We've we've, <laughs> we've poo pooed any look. Any drastic changes to the Telecaster and the Jazzmaster, <laughs> and they were saying, "Stop, bro! Don't fix it." <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. As a as a roundup, because we've got about we've got a couple of minutes before the before the podcast ends. Let's have a chat about other pedals that have innovated using innovative and different ways to express. So you got the. You've got the cum dumpster pedal. We have got, we've got the officially officially titled cum. I think the the original one was was the mini bar, but they've got the the Josh Castle uh, signature cum dumpster, <laughs> which you you warranty gets avoided if you dodges into it. <laughs> um, you could say like the, the game changers then on tube in the pedal is kind of different. Yeah, it but does I mean, change the, the, the way signal, that you but the way that you manipulate the pedal is knobs and switches, and it? it's nothing. Yeah, like, that isn't something di- different. I know um, Anna Sound did the little spinner thing. They had like a tremolo, which had got like a spinner. It almost looked like a little fidget spinner on a pedal, and you flick... the Bigsby pedal. Yeah, the game changer Bigsby. Yeah, and there was <laughs> the, the piano one as well, wasn't there? One that was like a yeah, piano. yeah, it was like, like a, a sustain a, pedal. A, yeah. And it was supposed to do the sustain. And then there was that one that you, you've got two prongs and you stick fruit on it. Uh, the floor revolt. Okay, I, I I need to talk about this one, actually, because we, we we did a little bit of wrong news about this. We reported, we we looked at a picture of it and says, oh, we know how that fucking works. Apparently not. <laughs> <laughs> so, Why, what did we do? So we assumed that it was a similar vein to the the mini bar where the two points work as a conductor, but it's not. It actually uses. Do you know like the weird shitty science experiment that you used to see on Facebook, where you plug two like crocodile clips into a piece of fruit and it creates a tiny little charge, creates a little voltage. Yeah. Um, it basically works on on that system. So I am told this is like third hand information. Now this is from the um, Wampler podcast, Chasing Tone. So they they've read it, and now I've reported it from them rather than reading the article myself. But that's that's how it works. So apparently, the two prongs um, attached to a piece of fruit to get the electric charge from it, and the the pedal I mean, itself. I- yeah, that does make sense because they're made of two different metals, which they would need to be. So they then create a voltage that changes something in the pedal, do they? No, it powers the pedal. So, yeah. It powers the pedal? It, it powers you're, the pedal. You're not getting nine volts from that. No, you're not getting nine volts at all. Um, it, but it's it's a bit like one of those ones where it works kind of passively to a certain point. But... You can only just about get unity volume with it because it's got it hasn't got a, a vast amount of power, but it is powered by um, powered by the acid the acidity of the thing that you're putting into it. So you can do fruit, 
That's all so, good. Yeah, so, so, you, so what we're saying is you can't poo on it. Yeah, basically, this is a, a roundabout way of me saying our theories of you taking a dump onto it are completely unfounded. Okay, so you need a... So, so the more acidic the fruit, the more power you get out of it. So you want lemons or something, really? Yeah, you would have thought so, yeah. I mean, you might be able to dunk the electrodes into a small beaker of piss. I'm sure... Yeah, that- that's got acid to well, actually, acid. yeah, because piss has got a lot of sodium in it, so it's going to be a very good conductor. Well, there you go. Doctor science over here. We're... <laughs> oh, um, yeah, so that's that's how the floor revolt works, apparently. I don't know. Um, Fret Talk podcast group members, please, if we are getting this wildly incorrect, just just put a message in the, the group and correct us. Um I imagine we're probably going to have a few this week calling us boomers. So just while you're doing that, just have a little bit of a research on the Metaverse Floor Revolt and just check that we're doing it right. This is the end of the podcast, however. We've got some shout-outs to our, our listeners. Whoever made it this far, you are legends. We've got a bunch of people who pay us to do this as well. <coughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> I did that into the microphone like a like a boss. <laughs> I'm I'm tired of it now. I'm on what's this like twenty one time markers. It's too much. They're all because of people coughing. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, uh, so we've got a bunch of people who pay us to do this, and you are awesome people. You are um, as little as two dollars a month. You 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 yourself out there, Mister Listener or Mrs. Listener, you can be one of these people. Go to patreon.com slash fret talk. Um, I think it's just fret talk. It's not fret talk podcast. Patreon.com slash fret talk. And you can find out more details. The people who are part of our Patreon group are as follows. We have got Mr. Andrew Bimson of the rising of the lights. We've got Mr. Doug Christ of 37 effects, masters of the cinematic universe and the just surprise me podcast. We've got Mr. Hugh G. Rection. We've got Mr. Ben Fletcher of Fletcher Pickups. We've got Mr. Brian Garrow of the Tone Jerks podcast and the Second Butter podcast. And we have got Mr. Ross Philpotts. Booyah. And that is our Patreon lot. Just just have, have have a look. Go to patreon.com slash fret talk and just, just have a look. See if, see if you want to be one of those people. It's a cool And cool you get group. bonus content like this coming up. Yeah, you do. We're we're gonna we're gonna solve the, the problem, aren't we? We're gonna, we're gonna solve the problem of how we are how to fix martial amps. Not like a, a step by step step guide on how to fix a martial amp. <laughs> but the company themselves. Um, yeah, so if you uh, want to catch me online, you go Facebook, Instagram, YouTube.com slash Budget Pedal Chap. YouTube is the talk to the. Is the talk? <laughs> I fucked it. You did. <laughs> is the home to the No Talk All Tone series. Indeed, it is. I, I was singing Jolene earlier and I, I sung the line She's no got talk, eyes of skin. Eyes of skin? <laughs> eyes of skin. <laughs> and hair of emerald green. So it happens to the best of us, Josh. Cool. Just yeah, yeah. Jolene suddenly took a really dark turn. <laughs> uh, 
She's this <laughs> evil kind of D&D witch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's a succubus. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. And that's Sharon Stone. Mm. So, yes, as Josh said, um, YouTube is the home to the No Talk or Turn series, which is, is featuring something this week. We've got a fuzz off. We've got the Rusty Fuzz versus the Kuvave or the Kuvave Fuzz, and Kuvave. both of which... Uh, both of which are pretty well respected budget fuzzes and they both do that kind of vintage fuzz thing I think I know which one's going to win I know which one I want to win but is it going to turn out that way we will find out Um, Matt where can we find you Uh, at heel underscore Matt Q on Twitter and Instagram yeah we can and Josh 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 how about yourself you can find me at the Corona Mortis and at Josh Castle TCM on YouTube. Yeah, we can. And that's that's us for this week. So from myself, Mr. Budget Pedal Chap, from Mr. Matt Quine, say bye, Matt. Bye, Matt. Way from Mr. Oh my gosh, it's Josh. It will be a tatty bye and good night for this week. There bye. bye. Dad is talking about how his daughters and his sons got their names to a friend of his. And he calls in his first child and goes, this is Rose. Rose got her name because when we had her in the hospital, a rose petal fell off the flowers and landed on her head. So we decided to call her Rose. And he calls in the next born child. So Lily comes in and he goes, Named a lily because when we walked out the hospital, there was a lily petal that landed on her head, and we called her Lily. And then so he calls his son through, and his son's dribbling and grunting as he walks in, and goes, "This is my son, Brick." <laughs> For fuck's sake! I've heard that before, and it was shit, man. <laughs>